You're visiting the mom next door and our stories of faith. I'm glad you dropped by for a visit. Please stay a while and hear what the Lord has done in the lives of moms just like you and me. Well, good morning, Mama friends. I guess I've been podcasting long enough now to get to circle back to some very special guests that have been here before. Anne Dunnigan joined me over a year ago on episode number 19. You're going to want to go back and check that out. Now, initially we met at a conference, but we've gotten to know each other online a bit more over the years. And um, actually, it was before I started a blog and way before I started this podcast where we met. And it's interesting how things kind of converge and grow. One thing I was going to mention today is that though the podcast is called The Mom Next Door Stories of Faith, my website and my mom's group online are called Tending Fields. And kind of the vision for that is the fact that we as women, as moms, have so many fields in our lives. We have our home to manage, our people to manage, and then all the practical things And uh, there's a lot to tend to, and we need to be tending to all those fields in our lives. When Anne and I were talking the other day, we were just chatting about the fact that moms need this anchor. We need to be equipped and diligent to seek the Lord and to grow in our faith. That's the field that we're going to be talking about today is cultivating and growing our relationship with the Lord as moms. And And I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself. And I know you have a lot of tips and steps that we can take to keep the word in front of our hearts throughout the day. Well, God bless you all, precious mamas and Pam Fields. I just appreciate you so much. And I just love that analogy of tending fields, that we have different fields in our life, different spheres that we are in charge of and managing and helping and serving. Uh, Something that I love is even just realizing, um, as we mentioned before we started on the podcast of fields, Uh, for those of you who don't know who I am, my husband and I, we have been involved in global missions since 1987. And my husband is a missionary evangelist. And uh, he has gone all over the world. Um, We've gone to a lot of different places together, both as a couple and as a family. Between us and our children, we have actually been to over 120 different nations on every single continent in the world. And a couple of passions of my heart are like rescuing orphan children. Uh, My husband has equipped national ministers to start over 500 village churches, things like that. So just a little bit as a, a background. Around. Um, I'm a mama of seven, but my kids are now all grown up. They are all married. Uh, we homeschooled for 27 years, but I'm not homeschooling anymore. Uh, I am in an empty nester season. Um, I'm now grandma of going on 17 grandkids. Uh, but most of all, I am a woman who loves Jesus. And I'm sure mama that that is who you are too. And what I want to especially I don't know. I I would say, Pam, one of the biggest keys is to realize that I think a tool that the enemy uses 
to keep us from our Bible is making us feel guilty that we are not in our Bible. Yeah. Making, you know, making us feel like, you know, oh, you call yourself a Christian. You can't even get your quiet time in. Like, you know, who do you think you are? You, you are, you know, you're a fraud, you're a fake. You can't even get your quiet time in and just realize that is an attack of the enemy. And God doesn't talk like that. God speaks with grace. Sometimes he wants us to, to grow and he wants us to be disciplined. But we need to realize that those attacks of guilt, like you are never going to do this. You, you, you cannot, you know, who do you call yourself a Christian? You can't even check off the box and get your quiet time in. God, God is not like that. So I want to, first of all, just speak to the hearts of the moms, that God longs for us to just be with him in his word. And his word is life. His word is true. His word is good. And uh, I, I do have some different like tips and ideas and strategies, some things to kind of help. Um, and I don't have them in any particular order, but uh, I would like just to start off with a couple beautiful verses. Um, one is 1 Peter 2, 2, that says, As newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Okay, for those of us that are mamas, those of us who have fed babies, okay, when does a baby want to eat? Okay, a baby wants to eat all throughout the day, all throughout the night, and it's little bits here and there. And just to realize that, you know, if you just keep your Bible somewhere where maybe, you know, you sit down to have a cup of coffee and have a marker in your Bible so that when you pick it up, when you sit down, you can pick up your Bible and go to where your marker is and just get some of the word of God in your heart, be nibbling regularly, faithfully all throughout the day on the word of God. Okay. So that, that is one thing, just have a Bible, uh, somewhere and have a marker where you are reading, maybe have a marker in the new Testament and a marker in the old Testament so that, you know, you can have one where you're, you know, going systematically through the entire Bible and another where it is in a place for instant, uh, easy uh refreshment and nourishment for your soul so uh that that is one little idea another idea is realize that the more you spend time in the word of god the more you will desire the word of god it, it's kind of like you know you have some people that are interested in you know random things that you know, probably you and I aren't interested in all like, like, I don't know, something like baseball. Um, you know, people who are interested in baseball, the more they watch baseball, the more they are interested in it. Okay, I'm, that's something I'm not interested in at all. But as someone is interested in something, and they learn about it, and they think about it, whether it's something in the news or something in a particular area of study, the more you spend time in it, the more you desire it. Yeah, it's it's like it starts to preoccupy your mind. I know this might date me a little bit, but we used to do scrapbooking in, on paper. And so I thought, oh, I'll get a scrapbook and I'll do this. Well, then I get some fancy scissors and then I get some 
uh, special paper and it, it just kind of snowballs. And I think our faith can do that too, where we, we, what you started out by telling us is that we don't have to say, I, I do not have this massive, huge approach to my faith, but that doesn't mean that the small additions aren't worth anything. We don't have to start at like four hours a day of Bible study. We can just take those little bits of pieces, those snacks as the nourishment, and it will grow from there. Just that interest with learning more about God. Right. Something really beautiful is right smack dab in the middle of our Bible is the longest chapter in the Bible, Psalms 119. And Psalms 119 is divided up into little sections that was like the ABCs and the Hebrew alphabet, all about the word of God. I believe it's like 22 um, sections. And in each section, every verse is talking about loving God's word. Every single verse, loving God's word, loving God's law, giving God's law in, in our hearts. How, you know, how shall a man, uh, you know, how can a young man cleanse his way by taking heed according to your word? Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against God. Do you know that it takes 19 minutes to listen to Psalms 119? Something that is really good if you are having trouble desiring the word of God is go to Psalms 119 and just meditate and think and read over and over again what God says about God's word. Mm. Uh, and just as you do that, God's word will stir in you more of a desire for his word. Mm -hmm. uh, so just, you know, right in the middle of your Bible. Okay, another, another idea for moms is write the word of God actually write it. And this could be uh, maybe go to a book of the Bible that maybe something like the book of Philippians or the book of James, something that's not too long, uh, but something that has a lot of wonderful, encouraging verses and just establish for a little while where you are going to hand write a little bit from the Bible every day. And what this does is it causes you to slow down. It causes you to think about it. It causes you to process it differently because you are reading it, thinking about it, writing it. And then also it's it's very, um, you can see what you have done. It's like, have you been in God's word today? Oh, I, I, I was going to be writing the book of James and I'm on chapter two and I'm on verse, what, you know, I'm on a particular, I'm on verse 10. And so then you go and you know exactly what you are doing. And then you go, you open up your Bible to James and you open it up and you start in that verse 10 and you just start handwriting some verses. And what this does is it helps to get God's word running through your mind and your heart. Okay. So that's a second little tip. One is get your Bible out somewhere where you can, you know, pick it up and know where you are reading. Another is pick a book of the Bible and begin handwriting an entire little book of the Bible. I can tell you, I, for a while thought that it was just important to post scripture and I didn't like my handwriting too much. And so I would go online and find the Bible verse and cut and paste it onto a document, print that out, run it through a laminator and put it up. And you know what? 
it didn't register as much. So I think what you're saying is very important and also something we can directly apply to our children too. It's just another little side note. Let's put it in our heart and then maybe even have our children who are old enough to do some copy work, write it down too, because yeah, slowing down and lingering as we copy each word, it really does something a little differently. Yeah. Um, Something else that can be really helpful for those of us who are busy moms is to listen to God's word. Um, There are, you can find the Bible on audio and, and, you know, listen to different books and chapters of the Bible. And instead of feeling like you have to go um, all the way through the Bible, and that is actually also very, very important to systematically study through the entire word of God, Genesis to Revelation, all 66 books, to even just have little parts of the Bible that you are listening to over and over and over and over again. What this does is it gets your mind thinking about it. And as you think about it, uh, what, what I have actually done, I have found that just like handwriting, Bible verses in my own handwriting is different from my brain than just looking at a cute little Pinterest thing is that when I record myself reading the Bible, it is different to my brain than if I listen to someone else recording it, because there is a process of reading and thinking and my brain emphasizing different words that are standing out to my heart. And then I listen to it. And it's like, then I listen to myself reading the word of God. So I have on my phone, I have all kinds of different verses and chapters and books of the Bible that I have recorded in my own voice, just for me. It's not for anybody else. But I will go and I put an earbud in my ear and whether I'm going out for a walk, uh, maybe I'm doing some dishes or I'm folding laundry, is I'll put that earbud in my ear and listen to a section of the Bible and I'll listen to it several times. Then when I do have a chance to sit down and read the Bible, I'll go to that same spot that I was listening to. And then I will read and then underline key verses that had already stood out to me when I was listening to it. It's like, oh, that was that verse that was kind of jumping out at me as I was listening to it. So then, you know, and when I underline it, then what I will do is then take those key verses that I underlined and write those in a journal and, and then take those journal verses. So it's like, I've listened to them uh, several times. Then I, you know, I read them and then I underline them in a, in a journal, you know, in my Bible, but then write them in a journal. And then as I'm processing that in prayer of Lord, what are you showing me in that verse? How does that verse apply to my life? What, what, what are you challenging me through that scripture to make it practical. So that is, that's also something that is a very helpful key for moms. That's brilliant because sometimes we don't have a lot of time to linger and I can stick my earbuds in and listen while I'm doing laundry or dishes or whatever. And I get kind of frustrated. Sometimes I think, oh, it would be cheating to listen to it, but really, yeah, that's just, I like the idea of 
recording your own voice doing it. I can't say that I've done that. I have listened to other people reading, but I love that idea. And it really wouldn't feel like cheating so much because it would have actually been me reading it. Not that listening to the other way is is cheating, but I know for me myself, sometimes that just kind of brought it home to me. And I love the way that by listening to it each time, the Lord just finally settles something in. And then that's what to put in the journal, because sometimes I'm not sure what to write in my journal either. Uh, you know, which verse is this? Do I write this because it's a really good verse or do I write this because the Lord is really stirring that particular concept in my heart right now? Those are great tips. Keep going. A couple little things just for encouragement is, did you know? that it only takes about 10 minutes a day to read through the entire Bible. Okay. It's like 10 to 15 minutes a day. That is not very long, but it is consistency that is really vital and important. And, and like of realizing, you know, maybe we could have a goal to read through the entire Bible, maybe once every three years, once every five years, doesn't have to be every single year, but are we getting the word of God in our heart, in our mind? And, you know, where it is filtering our thoughts so that, you know, when we're, when we're reading the news, you know, when we're being confronted and bombarded with horrible things in our, in our world of realizing that we are filtering everything through a biblical worldview. The way we get a biblical worldview is having the Bible in our mind, in our thoughts, so that we can recognize what is the truth and what is not the truth. Okay. Another thing is that, do you know that you can listen to the entire Bible in about 72 hours. Okay, there is a lot of time that we spend every day doing things where where our mind is actually not very engaged. You know, maybe we're driving in the car, uh, you know, maybe we're doing a, an organizational job, you know, where we're like organizing books or we're picking up toys or different things like that. That if you just systematically are listening to the Bible for, you know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes while you're driving here or there, or while you're doing maybe exercising, that that is a wonderful way to systematically go through the entire Bible. It's possible in like one week, if, if you took 10 hours, it's like 10 hours and 12 minutes every day for a week. Okay. That that's like, full time. <laughs> you can listen to the whole Bible. But it, it's it's also just, you know, little bits here and there, we can we can listen through, listen through, read through, it's actually quicker to read through the Bible than it is to listen through the Bible. Hmm. Um, I know I, I read faster than I listen. Do you? Um, I you know, I, I was thinking, oh, really? Is that the case? I would have to stop and think I'm not a fast reader. Um, and sometimes I think when I'm reading, my mind walks away from me. <laughs> so I think I do better audio because I keep better focus. Sometimes you can do it too, where you have audio and you have your Bible out. Yeah, in front of you. Um, sometimes when I have struggled with staying consistent in my Bible time, I I've actually I've, I've 
I've had audio to help kind of push me through where I'm, I'm concentrating and I'm listening and I'm, I'm, I'm reading as I'm listening. And then I underline different things. And then, and I, I keep listening until I've like, you know, hit a chapter, hit a couple chapters, um, some things that can just help for us to not get distracted and for us to keep pushing through. Right. I think sometimes I need to mix it up for myself. I think learning style is part of it. And then seasons in life with distractions or, or times of quiet. I think there's so many seasons we go through in life that kind of require some, a a constant recalibrating and a, a different approach. Yeah. So it's great to have all these different tools because we, we may just have to mix it up a little bit more. I, I agree. And I think even just mixing it up, sometimes you might find in different seasons uh, that there are things that click in your heart and in your mind and that work. Um, I want to mention a couple of things about Bible memory is, do you know that if you listen to something somewhere between 30 and 50 times, your brain will automatically memorize it. You know, back when we used to have like CDs for our Christmas music, uh, I, I remember, you know, you know, Christmas music that I hadn't heard in a year, I, I would, you know, put it in our, our old CD player and the, the Christmas songs would come out and I would know what was going to be the next song just because I had heard it a whole bunch of times, even though my my brain would not have been able to tell you which song was next, but I had heard it so many times, I actually did know what was going to be the next song. We can do that with memorizing the word of God, where you can pick perhaps a chapter, you know, maybe something like from Proverbs 31, or pick something from, oh, maybe like first or second Timothy, and find a chapter, and then just listen to it over and over and over and over again, or read it over and over and over and over and over again, like 30 times, like 50 times until you start like getting the the truth of God's word into your heart and into your mind, where then as you memorize it, where it's actually there in your long-term memory, then it's there for the Holy Spirit to bring up the truth of God's word in moments um, of challenge in our life. Uh, and it can also be not just like a, a con- you know continual chapter, but you know perhaps you're dealing with maybe fear, maybe fear for like your children's salvation or something like that, where you can find different verses that address that particular challenge and put them together and write them all down and then maybe record them on your phone where there's like, you know, 50 different verses that you are praying over your children and where you are getting God's word in your heart, coming against those fears and those lies with the truth of the word of God. So um, really good verses. I'll share some verses in just a minute that are like some of the best Bible verses to memorize. But Pam, what are you thinking? You are hitting me really hard right now in a good way, because, you know, sometimes I beat myself up. I say, I have read this thing, you know, 12 times and I still haven't gotten it memorized 
What is wrong with my brain? How am I not doing this? Why is it taking me so long? And I think you have just really um, flipped that for me in the fact that, you know what, it may take 30 to 50 times. It's okay. It's okay if it takes us 30 to 50 times. Don't give up. Keep doing it. Keep allowing the Lord to just saturate your mind and your heart with that. And don't be so hard on yourself, you know? It also made me think that uh, the importance of what we're listening to, because sometimes I do have these thoughts that are are not speaking what is true, what is noble, excellent, and praiseworthy in my mind. And so I think how important it is to shut those off when they're in the low numbers, right? We want to shut those off when they're in low digits, and we want to make the deposits in high digits um, of the of God's word to be renewing our mind. And so thank you. I needed to hear that it was okay for me to take a long time lingering and repeating the same thing. Yeah. Just to, to realize it's, it's okay. And let's just stay in God's word. And uh, sometimes it's kind of like drinking water uh, of like, you know, when I actually, something I do when I wake up in the morning is I, before I have a cup of coffee, I will get uh, some hot, kind of like really, really warm water, about four four cups. So it's like half boiled water, half cold water. And I will have like a lime that I will cut up and I'll, I'll squish this lime into my water. And so I have this four cups of very, very warm lime water that I drink every morning before I have my first cup of coffee. And it's like, what I've noticed is my body functions better when I'm just drinking more water. And in order for me to drink the water, it needs to be warmer and it needs to have a little lime or lemon in it. Well, as we get God's word, I actually read the Bible while I'm drinking my water because I, I want I want to just wash my heart with the, the water of God's word. And, you know, sometimes we might not realize, does, does it really matter that we drink water? Well, as we get God's word in our heart, it it cleanses our system, our spiritual system, as we are washing our heart and our mind and our thoughts every day with the truth of the word of God. I wanted to mention a couple good starter verses for either for you as a mom or for your children to memorize. One is Psalm chapter one. Uh, all about, you know, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. His delight is in the law of the Lord. Okay, Psalms chapter one is very good. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. Psalm 100, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Okay, Psalm 100 is very, very good to memorize. Psalm 119, like I mentioned before, the longest chapter in the Bible, um, it's divided up into different sections. Any of those sections would be powerful and wonderful to memorize. Uh, The Lord's Prayer is a very, very good um, section to, to memorize. And as you realize, you know, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Those sections of the Lord's prayer are actually instructions on 
how to pray, you know, not just to, you know, wrote, memorize and, and, you know, have vain repetitions where we say something over and over again, but the Lord's prayer is an outline for how to pray. And so that's a very, very good section to teach you, you, you or to teach your children. Uh, another is the entire Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, is a fabulous uh, section. It begins with the Beatitudes, and it it just, you know, that includes the Lord's Prayer, but there is amazing instruction on life and what is right. Uh, we, we spent years of homeschooling memorizing the Lord, uh, not the Lord's prayer, but memorizing all of the Sermon on the Mount. And um, some of the different things that we would do is we would get out like a flipboard and draw little pictures. Uh, and I, I never had a plan. It was like, okay, we are going to do uh, this verse. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I would draw a little, okay, Shirley, how can we write Shirley? We'll do a little girl with curly hair and it will represent Shirley Temple. And how, how do we draw righteousness? It's like righteousness. Okay, well, if we make a nest and have it writing like a writing nest, that will represent righteousness. And we would use these little pictures to uh, just help us memorize even long passages from the Bible. Um, I did want to just let you mamas know that on our website, missionmindedfamilies.org, if you go to our blog, there is a, a whole section on ideas for Bible memory. We have flashcard pictures. We have hand motions. There are songs, uh, many different ways to learn to memorize key sections of the Bible. We also have uh, something called Rock Solid, which is a discipleship course for families or um, especially like for older kids. Um, we use this overseas um, in helping churches and just becoming established in basic foundations of doctrine. But it just goes through uh, different key, just systematically teaching our children key doctrines of our faith. So I just wanted to encourage families, it's completely free. And there are these worksheets that are double sided one page worksheets for each of the lessons, like, you know, who is God? Who is Jesus? What is salvation? What is the Bible? Um, keys about studying the studying the Bible keys for memorizing the Bible, all, all sorts of different things. What is the Great Commission? What is, you know, who is the Holy Spirit? Who, who is, you know, what about creation? What about Trinity? What about, um, you know, the church and communion and different things? So uh, it, it's interdenominational, uh, but I would just really encourage you to take a look at that resource that is available for families. You've given us such a great starter list, and I know we could just start with it, or we could be going with your list for a long time. I know you have a lot of resources there. I think sometimes there's a pause as far as, I don't even know what to do. Where would I start? You know, I'd like to do this. I, I hear what you're saying, and I think this is great, but I just don't know where to start. 
you've given us exactly where to start. You have so many resources, but I know that what you just told us is only a drop in the bucket because you and your husband have developed a lot of things. What else can you tell us about? I know there's more. Well, first of all, precious ladies, I want to encourage you. Don't, don't make it difficult. Um, just get in your Bible, get in your Bible, open it up, and just get God's word. Don't don't let the enemy discourage you by thinking that you're not doing enough or making you feel guilty. Instead, let God's grace, his amazing grace, draw you to him. God is in his word. He, he is alive. He is powerful. And his word is living. So I just, I mostly just want to encourage you ladies in that. And the word says that he gently leads those that are with the young. So it's not like there's some uh, penalty for, for having young children. It's a blessing. He's going to gently lead us in these, in this stage of our life. Yeah. Just like a, a gentle shepherd. Psalms 119, 105 says, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The um, so verse 130, the entrance of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. So just open up your Bible, um, write it, listen to it, read it. Uh, but put verses in your journal, memorize it, whatever you can. Um, also, Pam, I wanted to encourage your ladies that something that is just a real huge passion of my heart is encouraging moms to be mission minded. Um, it doesn't mean you are going to become a missionary. Maybe you might, uh, but we are all to live on mission for God. We're all to be a part of loving God and loving others. And uh, my husband and I have developed something called mission-minded families. We have a, a, key, a course that's seven simple keys for mission-minded families, and it's available at missionmindedfamilies.org dash uh, seven keys. And I would just encourage you, we have videos on there and um, a workbook that families can go through like for small groups or for your family. So I wanted just to let you know about that um, to encourage you. It has different keys like see the cross, see the need, see the end, you know, like living uh, with the end in mind, which is living for eternity living for when we are face to face with almighty God. And as we take time in God's word, uh, that's one of the most important things of realizing that if we want to live each day for eternity, we need to um, be really focusing on the truth from the word of God. So I just appreciate Pam being able to come and talk with your mamas and God bless you all. You know, a lot of the interviews that I do come back to community. Uh, it just seems like that's just part of everybody's testimony. And I think being equipped as a mission-minded woman is knowing that there are people that we will run into every day as they live out their story, as God brings things into their life. And, and that's just part of their journey that we can just jump in and live on mission where we are. 
what you're doing is so in alignment with motherhood to come alongside and, and love on somebody where they are. Um, sometimes we don't feel super equipped for that. I know you and I have had some talks one-on-one off camera over the last several years where I'm like, well, I just don't feel equipped, you know, like I, my heart says I want to minister, but I just don't know if I don't know what I don't know. Right. I, I need more of this solid teaching. And I love that your resources do bring us back to that. They remind us of that solid teaching and, and help to center us. So we have a place to stand as we walk into the battlefield, which is called life, right? No matter where we are, we are going to encounter things and people that are challenging to us. And, and we do need that rock solid. Like you talked about, we do need to have that in front of us, man. I cannot imagine uh, living my life and encountering all the things that we have and what we walk through if I did not have that solid foundation of Christ. And so I'm so thankful. I appreciate your ministry and it's encouraging to hear you speak to us. And I appreciate your time in doing that. Now, when people want to connect with you, they don't just look up Ann Dunnigan. What are they going to find on Instagram and Facebook, all the places? On Instagram, Ann Dunnigan, A-N-N-D-U-N-A-G-A-N. So that's the main place to find me on Instagram. Um, okay. On, face, on Facebook as well, um, just look for my name, Ann Dunnigan. Uh, those are the main the main places. But online, missionmindedfamilies.org is where we have our resources and books. We have books for parents, books for children. Uh, kind of my main focus is... The gospel, you know, encouraging family discipleship and the great commission, encouraging our families that missions is not just for missionaries. God's call is for all. And we are to love God and to love others, including going into all the world, into all the different, you know, you talked about all the different fields. We have many different spheres of our life and we are to take the light of the gospel into all the spheres of our life um, and to be a, a light, to live on mission for Jesus. So I want to encourage you ladies on that missionmindedfamilies.org. Now, a lot of people listening are on Facebook. Can I tell them about Mission Minded Women or could you tell them about that? Oh, yes, yes. We have um, part of our ministry. You know, there's about 1900 women from 90 nations all over the world in a private Facebook community called Mission Minded Women. And uh, we have on there, um, their moms, missionaries, mission leaders, uh, pro-life leaders, uh, an amazing group, national ministers uh, that are from all over the world. And um you know, different ladies have shared videos and there's just, there's just a, a, an amazing, vibrant community. So uh, you can just look us up, just type in, in Facebook, type in the little search engine, mission-minded women. And there, there will be a couple questions to ask. We just want to make sure that the ladies in there are, you know, true believers, uh, followers of Jesus. So you do have to answer a few questions to get in there. Uh, but we have different themes for every day of the week um, and different women who are, you know, encouraging one another to live 
strong for Jesus, uh, you know, wherever, wherever geographically you are placed, that God wants us to love him, to love our families fervently, and to also love the lost and to fulfill the call and purpose that he has for each one of us. I love that group because it really, you know, sometimes we get really centered on what's happening in our own homes and in our own cities, in our own country. And I love that it gives me a greater vision of what God is doing all around the globe. And so I just find encouragement when I go there and, and I just say, wow, you know, like today might've been a miss <laughs> some, with something I've seen locally, but wow, look at what God's doing over there. Like he is definitely on the throne. He is definitely in control. And I I'm just, so it also really reminds me where to pray for yeah. things around the globe. So I, I love that group and I love that, um, the community that that is there too. So I wonder, Anne, would you just take a minute and pray for the moms listening? Because I know that we just need that encouragement to be grounded in the Lord. Absolutely. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we we do love you. We love you. We worship you. And Lord, I just pray right now for each mother each precious woman who is listening. And Lord, we just pray that you would stir each heart to long for your word more and more. Lord, I would just pray that your word would be a light to us, that your word would be fresh water that we would drink every day. Lord, I just pray that you would stir us to just be diligent in, in getting your word in our heart, in our minds, in into the, the atmosphere of our homes, into the hearts of our children. Lord, we love you. And we just ask you to stir our hearts for your word. Lord, I pray that you would stir the heart of each woman right now who is listening. Lord, I just pray that you would stir her heart you would encourage her and you would help her to love your word more and more. Lord, I pray that your word would stir her heart more for your word. And Father, I pray that you would give her uh, encouragement to teach her kids in the word of God. And uh, so, Lord, we just we just invite you to come. We invite you to come to stir our hearts, that you would speak to us, that you would encourage us, that you would also challenge us, you would change us. Lord, we want um, your word to be like a mirror that as we look into it, you would show us truth, the truth of, of how you see us, the truth of what is right and what is wrong. Lord, we, we do love you. And Lord, I just pray that you would help your word to come alive. Uh, you would help us not to get discouraged, but you would help us to just love your word more and more. So Lord, we just commit this time. We just commit the, the seeds and the thoughts and the ideas that were spoken. And Lord, I just pray that they would bring forth fruit, bring forth fruit in women's lives. I pray that this would be uh, life changing because your word is life changing. And Lord, I just pray that your word 
would change women's lives. And even for me and for Pam, I just pray that you would stir in us more of a love and a heart and a diligence and self-control and determination to, to live for eternity by getting your word in our heart, in our mind today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I hope that you've been encouraged or challenged in your faith today and that something we discussed prompts you to grow deeper in your walk with the Lord. If it has, make sure you tell a friend so they can grow along with you. And if you or a friend would like to be a guest and share about God's faithfulness in your life, please email me at podcast at Because when we tell of God's faithfulness, we never run out of stories. Whatever is true, Whatever is known, be all these things.